Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Judging Nerd Culture. I'm Ollie. And I'm Jess. Today, we're talking about a wonderful movie called Antlers. I was pushed back a few times because of COVID. Yeah. But, oh, well. Uh, before we get into all of that, just a couple cool things about uh, that came out this week. One, uh, they have casted the One Piece live-action <laughs> movie tv show whatever the hell it is the thing netflix is making they finally <laughs> casted it and they casted the main straw hat uh crew members and i have thoughts on it which we're not going to get into because it doesn't matter <laughs> we, uh <clears throat> it would end up being the whole episode it would end up being two episodes anyways uh and other cool news um Anyone who cares, which is going to be maybe one person, I don't know. Uh, There's a new operating system out there called Zorin OS 16, so new-ish, new iteration. And it looks pretty cool if you're looking to switch from Windows or whatever else you're using. uh, If you're not a big fan of the new Windows 11 that's coming out. uh, Or if your computer can't handle it because a lot of them can't, which is unfortunate. Uh, (laughs) You can switch to that. It's pretty good. Uh, and last thing, Steam, the uh, the the wonderful game, uh, the gaming company, <laughs> Steam, uh, announced just a little while ago that their next uh, Steam VR release is going to integrate a uh, BCI, which is a uh, brain computer interface, uh, to let people play their games uh, in VR without doing anything. Which is wild. Like, you don't even have to move your arms. You don't have to move your physical body. You just think about moving. I think the idea is eventually, but I'm not sure if it's quite there yet. Uh, I think the intent behind it is that when you have it on, your brain just does the things that your brain does. And it's it's like you're you're moving it without doing anything. You're just thinking and it happens. It seems like a... (sighs) the, The start of a... Like a post-apocalyptic like (laughs) (laughs) everybody just stays in their house with these things on their head and i mean actually lives through the internet yeah no that is this is 100 like the first step this and metaverse with oh god meta whatever they're doing metaverse are the first two steps towards uh, Ready Player One. Uh, like Gamer. <laughs> gamer. You, sort you, Out Online. All of that. Yeah. It's the first step towards that. Which, on one hand, awful. On the other hand, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you remember Gamer? I do. That movie? They were in prison and there was like VR gamers that would use them to die. Yeah, they would. <laughs> it was a battle royale with yeah. real living bodies. What Was it Gerard Butler? I don't know. It, was, it wasn't um, Gerard Way, I'll tell you that much. Oh, no. He's too good for that. Um, <laughs> him and Logan Lerman, they, like, th- this kid is, like... A good gamer, Yeah, he's, like, a pro-great gamer, and he takes control of this middle-aged man who's in prison. Uh, he signed up for this program, and as long as he plays, <clears throat> and this kid doesn't get him killed, yeah. he can... <laughs> Either uh, get rid of his entire sentence or lower it. Mm-hmm. It was a wild movie. Wild. And, like, lucky him, he got a good gamer. And then also was like, hey, I can just straight murder these guys better than you can. Let me do it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll pretend that I'm playing the game. Uh, uh, man. Weirdly okay movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I only watched it, though, because I had a giant crush on Logan Lerman at the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, anyway. Anyway. So yeah, that's that's happening. Uh, I think right now, like they have been doing, there there have been tests not just from Steam but a bunch of different companies mm-hmm. uh, trying to get that interface to to be more direct or to be more exact, like someone actually moving a character's body and doing that. But I think the most uh, present results, what we're at right now, is being able to interact with an interface <clears throat> with, your, with your mind, essentially, uh, because it can recognize when you recognize something uh, more more easily than just you telling it to do something. So uh, let's say on the user interface, there's a black box, and when you look at it and you want it to open, it'll open. It'll you'll have it. It'll have an easier time understanding that you're recognizing it and wanting the interface to happen mm-hmm. versus you you going close fist and it closing. And I think that's kind of the direction it's going in, so that there's less buttons involved in VR because yeah. uh, there's plenty of hand tracking and other stuff that that can be integrated, and that's good. And there's mm-hmm. ways to make it so you can run in VR on a treadmill or whatever, and that's okay. So, like, I think there's just one step further towards them trying to push away from buttons and controllers and anything so that it's all fully yourself. Kind of cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, Very uh, dangerously cool, but cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's all I got. That's all the cool things I heard about. But we also did watch a very cool movie. So, baby, will you tell us a little bit about Antlers? Sure thing. So I was really excited for Antlers to come out. Um, When it was first announced, I was super into it. Yeah, back Uh, in like 2018. (laughs) (laughs) I was super into it and was really looking forward to it. It got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back because of COVID. Um, So finally, we were blessed with its presence. Um, (laughs) And it wasn't... Okay, I'm not going to give my opinion yet. Um, I'll just say... <laughs> I almost started just keeping my opinion on just it. Just want to jump right in there. <laughs> um, so the basic idea or plot of the movie was this recovering alcoholic moves in with her sheriff brother of this town that they used to live in. And they grew up in. And she becomes a teacher, notices one of her students is kind of not doing so well, um, and after a while figures out he's in trouble. Uh, spoiler alert, just let you guys know. Um, I feel like lots it, of people already know they what it, it is about. They said it in the trailer. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> They said the word so, in the trailer. So those of you who uh, might be superstitious... Uh, Skip ahead a couple seconds, because I'm going to say it. Um, So, uh, in the end, it turns out that his father and little brother are Wendigos. And, uh, you know, shenanigans occur, and they have to resolve that problem somehow. The the kid, the teacher, and the sheriff, all together. It is uh, a horror movie but it's definitely more about emotional suspense and whatnot so yeah Yeah, what i was gonna say before (laughs) before um was that it was the trailer made it seem more like a horror movie than Mm -hmm. it actually was 
Um, yeah, there were jump scares. There were moments that made you tense. Um, things that, you know, made you nervous, like the edge of the seat sort of thing. But not necessarily scary, at least in my opinion. Like, the jump scares got me a few times. Um, but it wasn't like a continuous scary feeling. It was more of like a... Oh, man, that kind of sucks feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's definitely true. It's definitely, oh, man, everything about this is upsetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But coming from me, a big chicken, I actually was pretty scared the whole time. Uh, <laughs> there, I don't know. There was always this sense of like, oh, something's going to go real bad very soon every second of the movie. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and also, I'm really bad at jump scare. Every single one got me. <laughs> I'm awful at jump scares. Well, their jump scares were... They weren't, like, right after each other, you know? Like, some video games are like, oh, here's a jump scare. Turn another corner, and here's another jump scare. And then you get desensitized to it. In this movie, they happened... Like, there was, like, four, maybe. And when they happened, they were... They were freaky. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're like, 30 minutes apart (laughs) in a 90-minute movie. It was very good. Uh, Indeed. It was very good. So... What can you tell me about the movie? Well, I can tell you that it's based off a short story created by uh, Nick and Oscar. I hope I'm not butchering that. uh, Called The Quiet Boy. And it is directed by Scott Cooper, starring Carrie Russell, Jesse Plemons, and Jeremy T. Thomas. Um, And I think they did all really good jobs, especially uh, Jeremy Thomas, who plays the kid he oh my gosh <laughs> oh yeah no. where did they find this kid like how old is he because he did phenomenal <laughs> he carried this movie and he's like nine ten twelve in the movie he's 12 um in real life he's 15 i don't know how that's possible because in the movie <laughs> well okay it i mean they possible. started recording some a couple years been... ago he could have been 12 when they made the movie, yeah. and now he's just 15. Because right. if that boy is 15 while he made that movie, Obviously, that boy he's is, very malnourished. If that boy is 12, <laughs> that's wild. He looked very young. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. Either but, way, even then, like he's still a very young person and did a phenomenal job. Truly carried the emotional weight of the entire movie. So I guess he also, Jeremy, he also plays in Paradise Lost. And The Righteous Gemstones, a few other things. I don't know what any of those are. Um, (laughs) I will mention that the boy who plays his little brother is Sawyer Jones, and his dad is played by Scott Hayes. Mm -hmm. Um, And his little brother also does a really good job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's not understate the father either, because... I wasn't. Yeah, uh, I just I like the kids. <laughs> oh no, they were amazing. They were amazing. <laughs> I'm just saying the dad did very little. Like, the, he had a very few lines. Mm-hmm. But had a lot of physical acting. Yeah, he had a lot of, a lot of character too, mm-hmm. which was impressive because he had so little lines. Yeah, and uh, honestly, some of the best acting in a long while that I've seen because we've watched a lot of crap. Well, a lot of fun movies that had okay acting. <laughs> a, a movie can be good and fun. Good. And fun, you can enjoy it with the actors not um, being that great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that is honest facts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what did you what did you like about the dad? Oh, okay. Because the the whole town makes him seem like some like dangerous druggy addict. Mm-hmm. So okay, so here part of 
everything. Part of the whole gimmick of the movie is that it has. It's not meant to really be a horror movie because, in the sense of here's a villain trying to do villainous things, it's a horror movie in the sense of hey, uh, drug addiction ruins families and hurts children, and abuse is a cycle, and it's horrifying and awful. And uh, they're they're right, yeah. <laughs> it is, and the movie does a great job of that in the way that it focuses on the dad himself because it doesn't make him the bad guy Mm -mm. it makes the infection the the illness of addiction or in this case being a wendig (laughs) being a wendigo makes that the bad guy Mm -hmm. and the the metaphor gets muddled with some of the other characters here and there whatever it's still incredibly well done and i think the fact that throughout the movie you you get bits and pieces from the sheriff and whoever else that like this man lost his job he then turned to drugs to maybe make money and then became uh addicted to those said drugs and just fell down this this staircase of life uh and in very there just a couple of scenes you see him interacting with his children in a way that is very sympathetic he he knows he's going in this path and he's trying to maybe even protect them yeah, you can you you can definitely tell that he cares about them. He wants to protect them and he loves them, but he's just he's stuck himself. Mm-hmm. It's it's so very good. Oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> yes, and uh, there's there's some sort of metaphor, I guess, in the fact the little brother is also turning into a Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's as if you know. Let's say it's not about Wendigo. It is about, you know, drugs and abuse. Um, It's like the older brother may have been, you know, trying to support the little brother and, like, help him out and everything. But in the end, his little brother also just kind of went down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. And the father also saw that happening and was like, oh, uh, well, there's, I mean, there was nothing I could do for myself. You know, how are you going to help yourself, too? So, like, you got to come with me. And we gotta let your brother hopefully survive. Mm-hmm. So they lock him, themselves in the attic. <laughs> and oh my god, the I don't I don't want to pick apart the metaphor because that's not the point. Like you can examine it from the the children being older as well, and like the idea of because the the one of the biggest parts of the movie uh, that that caught my attention at least is that the older brother, the one who's not sick, the one who's not uh, who's trying to protect his family he takes care of the dad he gives him he provides for him what he needs which in this case is meat whatever case would be you know whatever uh and was also trying to provide for his brother without giving him those things yeah like instead of giving him the you know fresh meat (laughs) (laughs) that he would have to give to his dad he would give his little brother like goldfish Mm -hmm. and stuff to help him uh maybe not go down that path Mm -hmm. And it's it's just this idea of uh, of an older child more capable of dealing with the abuses of whatever's going on, whatever the the scenario <laughs> is, trying to protect the little brother who maybe isn't as capable, as able to withstand and also resist the mm-hmm. the abuse and the urges of of that sickness and of whatever being else. A <laughs> being a wendigo, being a wendigo, and ah, uh, it was really good. Fucking chef kiss and. I feel like the biggest part of the story was 
obviously surrounded the, the boy and his family. Um, there were some side plots that had to do with the teacher and her brother and their family abuse. Um, they just kind of like hinted at that one though. Whereas, Probably because it was less... Yeah, <laughs> it was... <laughs> I mean, the, the kid in his story had, you know, a bigger plot in the story, obviously. It was the main, the main issue. Um, and it was, you know hidden by oh it's a wendigo sort of thing and hers was just flat out like no she was abused by her dad yeah it, it, there was there was there wasn't a metaphor there it just was mm-hmm. she was abused and her, her brother might have been all this you know everything that goes along with abuse yep uh but another part of it that i thought was pretty <clears throat> you know uh i'm not gonna say uh another part of it that i thought was well uh shown well executed well promoted or whatever is that the teacher due to her past as someone who was abused uh the and the direction she went with the rest of her life it was just kind of reminding everyone that hey people to experience these things they're looking for each other they're you know they recognize the signs and mm-hmm. they're trying to help and that 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 seemed to be more important to her character mm-hmm. being a person who who notices these things in other children in the children and tries to protect them more so than just the abuse itself like that was a scar in her that she was trying to deal with yeah which was her own battle but that mm-hmm. wasn't the purpose of her mm-hmm. her purpose was to help people from getting the same problem yeah. and that was that was wonderful yeah there's a scene where she you know finds this notebook that this little kid, you know, the classic little kid draws creepy photos in his notebook. And um, she brings it to the principal, and the principal's like, okay, well, um, we know his, the whole whole town knows his family and his dad is, they're, they're not, you know, it's the greatest. <laughs> they're not the greatest, they're not, you know, super well-to-do or anything. So this kid is just kind of weird. Um, there's no, no real signs of abuse, he's just strange. And the teacher, uh, Carrie Russell, uh, do not recall her actual character's name, but she's like, <laughs> she's like, uh, you know, take it from somebody who has, you know, knows what abuse looks like. And the principal is like, well, none of us are professionals on that. And she's like, no, like, I know what take lo- it from someone who knows what abuse is. Like this, this kid <laughs> needs help. This is a cry for help. These things that he's, he's drawing in his notebook. And, um... Previously in class, he had read out loud a story that he had been writing, and that was another sign uh, to her that this kid needs help. And like, obviously, and maybe it's because I take care of kids. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> when if if I were her, the immediately once I was the teacher, I've been like, that kid, uh, that kid gives me different vibes than the rest. <laughs> He's yeah. his clothes are you know, three weeks old, they have holes in them, he smells kind of funky, maybe kind of like a dead animal, (laughs) and, uh, he's really quiet, he, you know, gets bullied, like, we at least need to, uh, you know, even if there wasn't really any signs of abuse, there's neglect there, which I guess, you know, is a form of abuse, but, uh, he's being neglected, he is being bullied, like, we at least need to take care of him, Mm -hmm. and support him. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, the thing anymore, or if it's just in Michigan or whatever, but if, you know, there are certain things that 
when you see it at school or in any sort of setting where you take care of kids, you are legally required to call the <laughs> the police or the the you know CPS, Child Protective Services, um, and not just like oh hey principal I think maybe this is happening. You know <laughs> like it's illegal to not call anybody. <laughs> right. I got frustrated. <laughs> I got frustrated at that part in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but I think they do mention at one point that like they had called CPS. Uh, before when mm-hmm. the the drugs first came into the story and they didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. And um, So we, we keep saying that drugs are a metaphor, but he actually did do drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not just the Wendigo thing. His dad lost his job and then actually did start uh, cooking and ma- uh, taking drugs. Yeah, there is the r- actual drugs of the story <laughs> and the metaphorical <laughs> drugs of the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Metaphorical drugs. Metaphorical drugs. Uh, this should be a drug called the metaphor. <laughs> Anyways. It's all a metaphor, baby. It's all a metaphor. So, obviously we, th- we have nothing but genuinely good opinions regarding this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's done very w- well in our eyes. But apparently, that's not the case yeah. to the, most people. <laughs> okay, so I can I can kind of understand because myself, I was... Also expecting something a little more, like, horror-esque. Like, I was going to get more spooked than I did. But I wasn't mad about it. Like, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, But other people uh, did get angry about it. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie only has 6.4 on IMDb, 59% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 57 on Metacritic. Which, I mean, is better than a lot of things. Like... Some of my favorite movies have like 10%. Yeah, it, it could have gotten a lot worse, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think it should have also gotten better. Like the 6.4 isn't too bad, but I feel like it should have been like at least 70%. At minimum. Yeah, like the, the lowest <laughs> should have been 70. Um, yeah, so this, this comment right here, uh, somebody asked how scary is Antlers? And they say, it's a very dark, brutal movie with extreme gore and disturbing scenes of children in peril. Despite interesting characters and creature design, it also relies on tired cliches and jump scares. Which, it does have jump scares, but I don't think they're used in the way that makes it, like, boring and like, oh god, another jump scare, here it comes, you know? Because I wasn't expecting some of the jump scares. Like, I'm, I'm not a professional critic or anything, but I've watched enough scary movies and played enough scary games in my life that I feel like I can sit down and watch a movie and I'll just be like, Ollie, there's a, it's coming, there's a jump scare about to happen. Yeah. Also. <laughs> and it, it happens. Hmm. But with this movie, I had no idea. It's because I feel like their, their jump scares were put in, in, in spots where there had just been a tense situation and then the 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 tension dropped right on down mm-hmm. and they were moving on uh, for plot things and then during that lull is when boop, here's a jump scare which uh you know a little shifty a little shady but it worked <laughs> man the, that that comment that review makes no fucking sense it's Anyway, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
the review just makes no sense. The mm-hmm. the it wasn't cliche. There was genuine thought and uh you know provoking characterization and whatnot in the in the story. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's wild that they're like, ah, it was cliche and the jump scares were overused. Like they had three. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people who a lot of people who um God, I'm glitching right now. <laughs> Glitch in the Matrix. Um, a lot of people who didn't like the movie or they gave it like, you know, a five or a four or even a six, it was because they were expecting, like I was at first, a horror movie mm-hmm. to be scared, to like, you know. A creature feature. Yeah. To freak out, to see more of the Wendigo, to see, you know, all of these people fighting the Wendigo. And I probably shouldn't be saying it this much, but um, <laughs> seeing, you know, this creature chase everybody and, you know, people getting mauled and killed. And like, there is maulings, there is killings. Um, it's just, you know, more like... It's it's more about the God. abstract horror of a child being in constant danger for their life, which yeah. is also pretty horrific. Yeah. Uh, um, I would like to read part of this review, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, and may, may I make a uh, comment real quick? Uh, someone, on more than one occasion, has paid us money to do this. I think we're basically professional reviewers. <laughs> At least more professional than whatever the fuck this person's going to say. <laughs> yes. So, I am going to say what their name is i mean it's an online name it's not real but it's on the imdb page so if you want to go and like maybe look at them tell them wrong <laughs> is that even a thing you can do it <laughs> you, can, you can reply to it um or you can no you can't reply but you can review someone's review vote it vote on it or something i don't know so i'm not going to read the whole thing i don't think because it's actually pretty long um but it says Oh, Lord. You know, they were they were excited about it, but got pushed back because of the pandemic. Um, and they give a little brief uh, bit about what the movie is about. And then they say that, uh, I quote, I found the film to be pretty dull mostly. For the first 20 to 30 minutes, the film doesn't half drag and drag. I'm saying this word for word, by the way. <laughs> um... The film doesn't half drag and drag, I don't know what that means, with each scene being nothing but talky-talky droning dialogue with no punch of charisma. Literally, I was yawning to tears, it was that bad, and even when it did get going, was the payoff not worth it? The gore and action were good, but the film was flat, dull, and boring mostly. It reminded me of Babadook. It was a slow, droning, depressing film with no punch or impact. They also say, um, I'll mention... Rewind a little. <laughs> that Did, didn't people love the Babadook? Uh yeah, a lot of people liked it. I think it, it that that the Babadook I think was like a fifty fifty. Some people liked it, some people didn't. Gotcha. But they also say, um, when they're describing the movie, they say. <laughs> so this this is what makes me think that this person who wrote this review, uh, Vengeance Twenty. Okay, uh, Vengeance. This is what makes me think that I'm. A thousand percent sure this person is not watching this right now or listening. But, hey, Vengeance, this review makes me think that uh, maybe you were scrolling on your phone while you were watching because um, (laughs) the film does not... It does follow a boy who is feeding his dad, who is slowly turning into a Wendigo, but his teacher, who is a recovering alcoholic, is not 
is definitely not in an unhappy marriage with her brother, the sheriff. <laughs> I mean, it is um, a small town. They say they say that the boy's teacher is in an unhappy marriage with her sheriff husband. Um, their brother and sister. <laughs> Bro- Brother and sister? Which I, I'm, um, I'm like 70% sure they say that. And even if they don't directly say it in the movie, it is very obvious because, you know, she tells him, you know, I, I'll move out when I can, you know, get my own place. And he's like, oh, it's okay. You know, I, I wasn't saying anything like that. So you obviously know she's come from a different place. Mm-hmm. Her license plates say California and they are currently in Oregon. Um... Not to mention, they on multiple occasions talk about the abuse they both experienced from their father. Yeah, from their their shared shared father. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then they also use the word NAF, N-A-F-F. And let's be careful using words we don't know what they are. (laughs) Maybe it's because I'm not in the loop. I don't know. But if anybody knows what the heck that means... Let me know. If I shouldn't say it, let me know. Yeah, if let, it's if it's something dumb, let me know. If it's pretentious, let me know. Yeah, I don't me, know what the heck it means. Let me know if I need to come back, re-edit a beep over that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it says, it also says you simply couldn't care about the film itself, never mind the characters, the motives, and what was going on. It felt careless and pointless, which is interesting to me it also makes me think this person was not paying attention or at least didn't grasp the real meaning of the movie you know they they went to the movies or saw it at home whatever i don't think this one came out at home well either way you know they 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 went to see it and they immediately realized it wasn't what they were expecting and then didn't pay attention at all because they didn't care they did they were like you know what it's not what i wanted i immediately don't like it Mm-hmm. Uh, which I've I've met people who do that. They watch a movie and they're like, ah, this isn't you know, as action packed or this is too slow or whatever. I don't like it, and they didn't give it a chance. And so they made this review and pretended like they knew what they were talking about. Which they clearly didn't. <sighs> they gave it a three out of ten. <laughs> wow. wow! I so badly wanted to reply to it, but I didn't feel like figuring out my IMDb password that I made like. Five years ago. So, uh, if somebody else knows your, if you know your IMDb password, if you don't even have an account, you should sign up for one and then respond to Vengeance 20 on the Antlers movie and be like, hey, you gotta actually watch the movie to know what the movie's about <laughs> to be able to review it. Right. All right. So, clearly, the reviews are wrong. So what is... I mean, that was only the one review, but they're, they're most of the them. reviews were pretty positive. They were pretty positive, leading towards like, yeah, it was a good movie, but it wasn't what I was hoping for, mm-hmm. which I feel like is why it's at a six. Right. So, final verdict. Let's give a let's slap a number on on this one and uh, <laughs> give a recommendation. What do you think? Mm, I'll be honest. I don't think it's a ten. Mm-hmm. I really do like it. I like creatures. Especially weird-looking creatures. Um, excuse me, I'm a really big fan of, like, things that look like maybe they're an ancient old god you should be worshipping. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're cool. Um, if you've ever seen The Ritual, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and, but I think it's at least an eight or a nine, oh, yeah. I, I would say. Like, eight and a half. Um because I, I, I do 
think that it could have been a just a little bit more of something, like expanded on with some of the different storylines in it. And parts of it might have been a little slow or something, but it was very good. Very good. I, I agree. I definitely think I, I, I'm giving this one also an 8.5. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support your decision on that because uh, the acting was phenomenal. The, the you know, the meaning behind it, like the, the plot was good because there was purpose behind it. Yeah, like all the acting was very good. Like there was nobody in the movie who I was like, ah, oh, man, this person. <laughs> <laughs> right. And if, if they're like, because there were side characters who weren't important, but mm -hmm. they weren't important. So they weren't focused on they They weren't given scenes and lines to be like, ah, here's a dumb take. They were yeah. just next, next thing. Uh, the the reason I'm gonna give it an 8.5 with you is that there was some uh, some fat that probably could have been trimmed off here and yeah. there. Um, the, the, there was a, a bundle of scenes here and there where it's just kind of like, well, okay, thanks for showing that, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some re repetitiousness to the uh, dimension and references to you know the, the father's uh drug abuse which i suppose maybe they were trying to be you know make sure everybody understood which, which clearly some, yeah some people did not <laughs> so maybe they actually needed more of it but whatever <laughs> if, if you're paying attention once or twice would have been enough but they, they, they kind of you know kept pushing for that and i understand the purpose uh, i just think it could have uh, with for the right audience would have been better if it was a little more streamlined in certain places. How did you feel about big spoiler wart oh, a a wart? A wart? Spoiler warning. Spoiler um, alert. Yeah, uh, spoiler how alert. How do you feel about the ending? Right. So, uh they they know what our opinions. They got our mm -hmm. our review score so they if they want to stick around they can. I thought I liked the ending a lot. I well, I, I was just wondering cuz like I like the interaction that she had with the kid. And I, I, I mean, I didn't enjoy, but I appreciated, I guess, uh, what she had to do. Um, and how everything went down with his little brother. Mm -hmm. I think the way the father, who, you know, had at this point fully transformed, um, the way he was dealt with was a little lackluster. Um, but again, that might just be me, you know, going into it, hoping it was more of like an action-y horror movie or a yeah. horror film. You're hoping um, they dug into like, ah, Wendigo lore. You have to take out their heart and quench it and, and destroy I mean, it. She did rip his heart out and it was like this glowing, massive heart that was like molten, mm -hmm. which was really cool. Um, like it bur literally burned her hands to hold. Um, but... I mean, just stabbing him with a spear, and then it was over. Um, as I expect, I was just expecting a little more of a fight from him. But with all the uh, metaphorical drugs in his system, he might not have had <laughs> a lot of um, strength left in him. Yeah. And even as a uh, a windy boy, as they say, windy boy, um, he still was slightly conscious like he was still c kind of aware of his kids like he he knew he wanted his sons with him even though he was this like giant myth, myth lore whatever creature of lore 
Wait. He was like, I have to go get my kids so they can be with me. So they can be little Wendy boys with me. Mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of that comes uh, comes out uh, in the depiction of the creature, mm-hmm. especially at the very end. Because it's throughout the movie, the, the, the way that the Wendigo appears is, you know, just kind of... Uh, the the dad is kind of messed up in various ways, and eventually it literally rips out of him and is like its own Leaves separate end. A husk, which is again great fucking metaphor. But at the very end, there's a scene with like the full creature, and its face is just the flapping skin of the yeah. dad's face. Excuse me, he does take it off, mm-hmm. but that first reveal. Of his face is... It's very good. It yeah. looks great. But but also just like part of... With uh, going back to like sort of the, the, the deeper metaphor behind it all. Uh, up until that point, he still was presenting as the dad. As their dad. And the fact that he wanted them with him and all this stuff. And up until the very final moments uh, before this, the both sons are very much wanting to be with him. Uh, the main character truly wants to be with his dad and take care of them and it wasn't until the ending when the dad takes the the remaining flesh off that the kid chooses to save the teacher from her from the dad and set himself free from that mm-hmm. so like it's very well done it is very well done let us know what you what you think down below yeah and uh going into this movie when you sit down to watch it Make sure you understand there's more to it than just a horror movie. Yeah. All right. That's all we've got. Thanks for watching. Remember to subscribe, like, whatever the fuck else people do on YouTube. Uh, We'll see you next time. Love you.